I'm in a retail store with seven to eight people and I've had zero turnover in a year because of the way that we do this. And you can feel this care from them. They all care now. And you build this culture and they will do what you need to do. So the management thing isn't just going out and saying, I'm the manager here, you're gonna listen to me. You have to go get that. You have to go get that respect. You have to show by what you do and you have to care. Because if you don't care, they don't care. Welcome to Management Development Unlocked, where you will learn how to nurture a world-class management team. And now your host, Eric Gerard. Welcome to another episode of Management Development Unlocked. I am thrilled that you're here. While you still have your device in your hand, I'd like to ask the usual three favors, please. Number one, please subscribe to the show. Number two, please share the show with just one other person. And number three, go to GerardTrainingSolutions.com and download my free ebook on becoming a manager. Today, I have Brent Costu with me. This is a special show because Brent was my first manager in Silicon Valley and my first remote manager. He figures prominently in my upcoming book and has been a friend and mentor for over 20 years. So Brent, I am thrilled to uh, welcome you to the show. Who are you and what do you do? Thanks for having me, Eric. And it's a pleasure to be here sharing this story with you. We, we do go back a ways, as you, as you state. And for your listeners, I've been in the HR business since 1983, so you guys can all do the math. I spent 22, 23 years of it specifically in HR and doing just about everything you can think of. My main emphasis, though, has been in the training and organization development arena, and that's where I've hung my hat with my consulting practice. And the skills that I've made in regards to that profession has spilled over into what my wife and I are doing, which is running uh, franchises, UPS stores in the Central California coast, when we have two of those and now a third one coming. So everything is kind of cascaded and has been designed in my past to do what I do. So I get a kick out of basically running things, managing things, and especially working with people. That's why I do what I do. Right on. Well, I'm just, I'm so glad to, to have you here. So I'm really interested in your take on management, because as I mentioned in the intro, you were my first manager in Silicon Valley, and you made a, a real impression on me uh, and on those around you. So I want to talk a little bit about your perspective of management. You know, how do you manage people? How do you get the most out of teams? How do you make people feel like they belong and that they're a part of something bigger than themselves and that you as the manager actually care that you're there for them, you've got their back because you absolutely had mine more than once and you delivered a few swift kicks in the ass when I needed as well. So there's, there's that. So, you know, let's just, this is just going to be a free-form conversation. I don't have any questions this time. This is just us talking about your philosophy of management. Okay. I, I've always kind of approached management from a perspective of that you just have to be sincere. You have to, you have to care. You have to have people around you that, that know you care. And, you know, and it starts with that. I, I had a manager, my, my first job in with a, with a company um, that was doing AI work back in the early 80s. And she was she was just an awesome manager and, and a people person. She didn't care. She didn't mind you coming in and just talking with her and being with her and asking questions and encouraging learning, encouraging getting involved. 
encouraged uh, working with other people. So she was a really good role model that way. And I learned over the years that what was really important was that not necessarily that you were, you were liked, like people say, but that you had built a relationship with your people. They were people and that was exactly what they were. I, I was fortunate in my career that I was, I started in the early eighties and in the seventies, they were still kind of in this autocratic state with, you must do it this way. You must do it that way. And I'm kind of saying, well, I mean, people kind of, they respond to that, but they also like to be recognized and be known. So I, I kind of pushed the envelope a little bit and started after watching my first manager, got an employee and I told her that, you know, I really wanted us to work together. I didn't think that it was, you know, she does what she does for me. And it's because she does what she does that I'm able to do what I do. So just by thinking that way, it was like, it was a, it was, it was a connection. It was a, a kind of a bond between two people that said, we are here to do something, not just me and not just you. And I learned that really early and that stuck with me and it made just a lot of sense. I also kind of had the opportunity to work with engineers early in my career and they're a little prickly. And if you don't treat them well, they won't even talk to you. So my environment kind of told me a little bit about how you manage people because I had to get their buy-in. I had to get them listening to make things work. So a lot of things that were going on early in my career were kind of like, let's try this, let's try this. And it was really about having more or less, you know, two ears, not two ears, but four ears and one mouth and listening and trying to understand. So I learned really early that people are people, their opinions matter. They will respond to you if you appear or if you try to get them involved, try to get them part of the solution, part of what you're doing, they would go go to the ends of, of the earth for you. And I just took that and I ran with it. And so um, you know, as I as I sit back and I look at my my management career, everybody that I've managed has kind of been with this concept of this is a person that really wants that's going to be with you. If they're going to be good, they're going to be with you for a long time. They're going to do all kinds of things for you. You're going to turn your back on them. They're going to try to do things that you maybe don't agree with, but you're going to have to fix them. Uh, all the stuff that goes on with the relationship happens when you manage, and you can't ignore that. It's, I think that's really critical to, to think about. So I, I think, you know, in, in how did I get into it and how did I get people motivated? It was, you know, I had to. I couldn't do it all myself. And the most important thing that I just walk away with is that people people want to know that you care. And I, I sit back and I, I looked at our time that you and I had together and we know the players that we've had. And everybody that I had, it was like – to me, it's like, thank you for being here. We got a great future together. We can do some really cool things, but we're going to do this together. I'm not going to do it without you, and you're not going to do it without me. And I think everybody that I had in our stay at Veritas was was that way. It was built that way. Everybody had an opinion. Everybody mattered. So when 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 your situation came up, I mean, that was us, and we we you were us and and you didn't have to tell people they just knew what to do they knew how to cover they knew what to visit they knew they knew that one of us needed us and and that environment i think is really critical if you can create that and and i've been kind of fortunate and blessed in my career 
to, to be able to think that way and to have people that think that way. So I always think the start for me is, is though you're going to have people that work for you, you're going to, you're going to have some people that come after you with, with a loaded gun waiting to just take your head off because you're the boss and okay, take your shot, but you're going to have to kind of get past that somehow and give the opportunity to say, I understand. Let's see what we can do. And you as well have seen it. what happens when they don't want to do that. They don't last long. And as soon as you move them aside and they're gone, other people will come together and say, you handled it well. That had to happen. And now you've got the momentum going in your direction. And then you build. So to me, the foundation of caring, the foundation of letting people know you're serious and your ground rules of saying, well, this is how we're going to do this matter and they matter up front and then once you establish those then you have to live them and as i look at the list of things that i put together for our conversation today i said these are the things that i look at these are the things that are there and they don't come at you in sequence they come at you in all different avenues in all different ways okay and you know things happen things are going to happen so you have to be ready to adjust and deal with it on the fly so if I can kind of summarize, I think the key is this understand that people that work for you and you manage are exactly that. They're people. They have feelings. They have concerns. They have things that happen outside of the workplace. And it happens. And you need to be ready to deal with that. Because if you don't, at some point, it's going to come back and nail you. So, And, and today, even with my, with my franchises, we have about 18 people. And... I bought a, th- a second store and people went nuts. And I told them this, I asked them this, and I said to them, you can, you know, this is how we're going to work this. I explained it the same way. And one by one, they came up to me and said, I won't work for you. And I said, I'm willing to work. And they said, no, we ended up turning over almost the entire staff except one, brought new people in, went with that philosophy. And now the staff that I have in my second store, has turned over two people in a year and a half. And the two were because one was required to move because of their spouse. And the other basically took a different profession that I knew he was going to do. But for all intensive purposes, I'm in a retail store with seven to eight people and I've had zero turnover in a year because of the way that we do this. And you can feel this care from them. They all care now. And you build this culture and they will do what you need to do. So the management thing isn't just going out and saying, I'm the manager here. You're going to listen to me. You have to go get that. You have to go get that respect. You have to show by what you do and you have to care because if you don't care, they don't care. So in, in summary, I know it's a long way around this, Eric, but it's, I, I think how you set this up is, is how you set management up is real key. You have to be flexible. You have to move in, in what things happen. But I think the first thing you have to do is you have to, you have to get them. I know now with my, I've got a third store coming and one of the gentlemen wanted to manage, wants to manage it. And I said, okay, we kind of had a shaky start. I again went out and started to pursue this concept of, look at, okay, this is how we're going to have to do this. I need you, if you're going to manage to go take this and you're going to have to help me build this. 
involvement is there. And I says, but know how I manage. And I explained this whole situation to him again. I says, you have to do this. And within a matter of days, I saw I saw a change in the way the gentleman was. He he, he just went, okay. He goes, no, we got to do this, this. He's all of a sudden asking questions. He's getting engaged. Now I've got him moving in the direction I want. Now I have to basically keep nurturing him. And that's, that's where we're at now. And he's starting off and I'm going to give him these comments and that I, the paper that I gave you, and you can share that with your listeners, but, but that I'm going to tell him, these are the things you have to do is to manage. And they're going to come at you all different ways and all different types. And, and I keep looking at this list and I'm going to continue to add to it because I have another manager that I'm going to do the same thing with. And, and it's cool to watch because they're starting to engage and you can see the other people starting to engage in them as well. So it's a journey. The caring again, I'm going to come back to that. I, I, I can't say that enough, you know, and, and, and then you take it where it goes. And, you, and, and it's that, it's, I want to say it's that simple, but it's not. So kind of a long way, but that's kind yeah. of how I got into it. And, and I enjoyed that part. I mean, I, I enjoyed walking mm-hmm. in, in, in the halls of Veritas and talking to staff, what's going on, what's happening. Even though I was a remote manager, you know, I, when I was there, I tried to go and stop at the doors. And I, even though all of you had your doors closed, you knew I was coming in. You couldn't stop me from doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, no, I'm here. I want to talk to you. What's going on? What's happening? I want to know what's happening, you know, and because I care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you demonstrated that quite well. I mean, I had two major things happen myself when I was at Veritas before the merger with, with Symantec. I mean, my mm-hmm. mom dying, which was a complete shock to my family and me. And I kept showing up at work when I needed to be in the hospital with her. And then my own cancer, which was a real shock and, and was pretty traumatic. So just in those two instances, you know, from my own perspective, you know, just, you know, like you showing up, coming to my house and having cocktails with my dad and me while I drank apple juice and, and just hanging out was, was wonderful. So that, that's a story I tell on the book. I tell a story about Jeff and uh, Jeff and Stanley. Do you remember Stanley? So So Jeff, Jeff, when Jeff took over the team, when you got promoted to senior director and Jeff took over the the team, he showed up in a staff meeting one day with a stuffed gorilla. And he says, this is Stanley. He's going to be our totem. And the person who surprises and delights an internal customer during the week will get Stanley. And so you have to earn Stanley. You know, you don't just get Stanley, but, you know, you earn Stanley by, by delighting an internal customer. So if I hear from an internal customer that you knocked it out of the park, then you get Stanley. And so we all competed for Stanley. And I earned Stanley a few times and had him, you know, pride of place on my bookshelf. And then when I got cancer, Jeff showed up at the hospital with Stanley, gave me Stanley. So I still have Stanley, and when my kids were old enough, I gave them Stanley and explained the story. And so they loved him fiercely, and then when, when they outgrew him, we, we put him away. So we still have Stanley in the house. So it's, it's little stuff like that that demonstrates you know, caring and involvement and you know, like you matter that, that makes the difference. And that, that was honestly the best team I've ever been on is, is Veritas University with you mm-hmm. and Jeff and Sandy. Best team ever. And I've, I worked in Silicon Valley for 20 years and I compared every team back to that one and none of them measured up. Well, we had, we had quite, we had a, quite a group of people that were together and, and I, I, I won't forget any of them. It's just, they, mm-hmm. they were so good and, and they made my job easy as well because they were quick to mm-hmm. jump on. They were quick to, to, to help with the vision and the directions 
and making sure everything was solidified and going the direction that the company wanted, we accomplished a ton. It was it was really good. So mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of owe you guys a lot of thanks for that because I go back and think about it a lot. So it's a, mm-hmm. it was a cool time. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, double click a little bit more on how a new manager can establish a relationship with with their team right away. So how does a new manager start off on the right foot? You know, so for example, when I got my first team at Applied Materials, I started off on the wrong foot and did everything wrong. So how do we preve- prevent a new manager from making a stumble, from stumbling? And, you know, how do they start start with their team right away on a, on a virtuous cycle rather than a, a destructive cycle? It's a depends answer, but let me just give you one because I think everyone will be different depending on who's who and what they do. Um, I've always felt that what I when I take over a team is that it's an, it's a fresh start. It's it's a it's a fresh start. I try to do as much homework and information gathering as I can. So it's going around. It's talking not just to my team, but it's talking to the other people that are in the in the in the arena. And asking a lot of questions and not committing to things, letting them know more my philosophy and how I feel about management, which is kind of a an ad hoc of, of the rant I did a little bit earlier about how I work and and what my expectation is, and you know, and I set just set the ground out and say, you know, I don't have all the answers at front at first. I don't know what they are. It's new, but we're going to figure it out one by one. As you know, Eric, I manage based on get a clear vision, clear direction, clear mission, get objectives set, and let's go do it. And then if it doesn't work, we change it and we adjust. So at least setting a course of action that people can 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 latch onto and say, this is what it's going to be like. I like to let people know when I start a team that they understand my philosophy of how I manage and that I do communicate a lot that I do talk a lot to them. I don't like to use the word in their face a lot, but I'm present a lot in the beginning. And and, you, and I'm asking a lot of questions so I can get a balance and understand what's going on. And, and I think so, so I think really important is to listen to who you have, listen to the players that are there. They're going to tell you things that you don't want to hear. And they're going to tell you things that you don't like. And, you know, they may even go so far as to say, I don't really like you and I don't think I can work for you. I mean, they're going to do those kinds of things. That's fine. Okay. The question is, 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 do we stand a chance of fixing this? Do we stand a chance of seeing if we can make this work? You know, and if they come right after me and say no, then okay. I mean, we sever ties and we move on. Or if they say, yeah, I think so, then you give them a go. And I've had people that have done all of that. As you know, I can be a very passionate manager. In in one of my UPS stores, I, I did this with her and she said, fine. And as I started going on, I told her, I said, you know, hey, I, I don't want it this way because of this. We want to go this way. Can you do it this way? And, and I can be like, no, I'll stop. And I'll say, don't, don't go in that direction. It's not working for the way that we want the stores to work. And, and she wanted to do it her way, the way that she knew. And I said, no, I understand that, but I need you to adjust to the way that Jane and I are going to run our stores, not the way that you want to. And shortly after that, she just walked up to me and she said, I'm, I can't stay here because I can't work for you. I said, well, what's wrong? She goes, I, 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 I don't like you and I just can't work for you. And it was that simple. I mean, she, she, she dismissed herself. And, you know, when she did that and I said, that's fine, go ahead. About two other people followed with her and I started replacing 
And then I basically took off from there. Now I've got my people in play. I kept the ones that wanted to stay and the ones that didn't, they moved on and I did it gracefully. It's just, you know, things are going to happen. We're going to break some eggs. We're going to miss some people, but you have to first start by building that they're building attention, getting their attention. And you can actually see it because I mean, in, in, in some of my cases, people will come up to me or they have come up to me and said, I'm so glad you're doing this because we really needed to do it. I think every team has an, as has an understanding of what they need to do and how they need to do it. And as you know, we're, we're pretty well trained in our stuff and knowing how teams work and how people want to come to teams and how they want to come to work. We know what that is. All, all of us in Veritas knew that, especially in our group, because we pushed that big time. And so you had, you have to give them a chance. You have to give them an opportunity to, 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 to engage and to participate. And you'll see them flip. They'll say, okay, I see what you're doing. I see what's going on. I got gotcha. you. Okay, I can do this. And then you just start building this. And then it becomes a journey. Now the wheel starts to go and you start to build it. So in starting the management and starting you walk in, I think you have to listen a lot. You have to introduce, talk to people, try to give them some information that tells them that they're okay, things are fine. There's, if, if, if you can say things like, I'm not looking at changing anybody over. I'm not looking at doing things diff- much different, but I'm going to look and we're going to make some decisions and the result may be that things will be different, but you'll know what's going on. You're going to be involved in that. You're going to be part of that right now. It's gonna, you're going to be part of what we're doing, you know, and we'll just take it from there. I don't promise, but I let them know that they will participate. And if and, and, and if we can't come together, then there'll be changes. And, and guess what? It could be me as well. So it's creating an environment where people can say, I can, I can trust this person. I can, I can feel comfortable with them. And I feel I can go into their door and, and say, hey, let me talk to you. Great. And, you know, and then we build, we start building the relationship. And then you say to me, how do you, people say, well, how do you build the relationship? I don't know. How do you build a relationship with somebody? Do you do it by going in and yelling at them? No. Do you do it by irritating them? No. You have to figure each one out. And every person that we had in Veritas and really every person that I've had in management, I've had to adjust to them. I've had to adjust to somehow to what they are, but bring them in because guess what? You have all kinds of people. I mean, when I was working at Veritas, we had all degreed people, very high level graduate degree people. We had credentials that would, you know, were, were awesome for, for us. And in retail, you don't. You have people that are basically, they don't, they never did a day of college in their lives. They are basically out of high school or a couple of years and they're figuring out what they're going to do. They just want a job. Okay, so well. Guess what? Do you think that those two people are different? They absolutely are. But, you know, I find it interesting that they all respond similarly. Okay, that, that you know, they want to be heard. They want to be proved. They want an opportunity to contribute. They want an opportunity to get involved. They want to be able to ask questions. They want to grow. They want to learn. You know, they want to feel important. I mean, all these things started to come together. And guess what? It works. So management to me it's, I think sometimes we make it too complicated because the reality is, you know, and I, I, I've told you this story before, and, I, and I, I, I keep coming back to it. It's, it's the golden retriever story that when my wife and I first got married, a neighbor gave us a golden retriever puppy. And with it, it was a book that says, How Do You Train Your Golden Retriever? And the first page was about how you get your golden retriever to come to you. 
And, and he tells a story about how when people's dog, when you get a puppy and the dog goes and runs out of the house, what do people do with the dog? They grab the dog and say, smack it and say bad, and they throw it back in the house. Well, think about that for a minute. Why would that dog ever come back when it goes out again? It doesn't want to because you just reinforced the fact that when you grab them, you're going to smack them. Okay. And they don't like that. So the concept, though that's, it's kind of an interesting story, but the concept is right. If I have an employee and they feel like they're getting smacked all the time, why would they want to come to work? They're not feeling comfortable. So you're going to have to figure out for that person how you're going to make it so they like it. So they may, may want, maybe it's because they want a specific skill in retail. They don't want to manage. I don't want to manage. I just want to process. Okay. Another one says, I want to be somebody that does deal with numbers. So you got to find something with numbers to do them. And guess so, by the way, when you hire them, you know this, what you have to have. So you better make sure that they have those kinds of wants and desires so you can build on it. And now you can start to actually influence what goes on here. And those to me, those kinds of things are very mechanistic. That makes sense to me. But the part that really gets creepy here and gets kind of a little bit scary is the emotional part. Wait, how do we deal when Eric goes down with cancer? What do you tell people? What do you tell Eric? I mean, is there a clear answer to that? There isn't. Okay. Guess what, gang? There isn't. We probably know what we shouldn't do, but it's it's a guess. And and you know, and I mean, what do you say to somebody that potentially is dying? I mean, and I've had people like that. Okay. I've had family members like that. And, you know, it's different. You better just at least know some little bit about how people behave and how they work and do what you can to support them, to make them feel they want you to be there. They want to be there. And everything is different. And I think I think people that manage, and this is really hard, especially with engineering type people, because engineers don't want anything to do with that. Because why? Because it hurts. It doesn't, it, 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 you can't, this, this emotional thing, they, they don't want anything to do with it. Okay. Guess what? You can't get around it because guess what they're doing? They're giving you their emotions by doing what they do. And you have to basically be able to manage and to deal with that. So you, if you're going to manage people, know it's about people, get some kind of an understanding of what really makes them click and how you deal with them. And I, and I think that that's the keys to starting it off. And then from there, guess what? It's going to be, whoops. Oh, that's good. Another good trick that I do is I constantly try to reward people by just simple thoughts, by walking into their office and saying, hey, I appreciate you a lot. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. I learned that from a guy that I worked at before I went to work at Veritas. He in, he was an ex-military B-52 bomber person, in the, and he was the guy that was in the B-52s dropping the bombs. And a great guy, great guy, older guy. And he every paycheck, he would bring his paycheck the paychecks. And these were the days when we had them and he would grab them and he would walk into your office and hand it to you and say, thank you for what you did this last pay period. It's really appreciated. And he did, I worked for him for a year and I'll never forget that. And now today when, when it's payday, I walk up to my staff and I try to get to all of them and say, Hey, I, did you get paid today? Did it get there? Cause it's auto Go, Yes, it's there. And I said, good. Thank you for being here. It's important that you're here and you're making a big difference. And they stop and they look at you and go like, why thank you. And it's just the coolest feeling. It's it's yeah, awesome. That's awesome. And 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 there's so many ways to say thank you, to say I appreciate you, to say you're 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 good at what you even the ones you're struggling with. It's good you can come up with some positive reinforcement that says, Hey, I see you're really trying here. And today this has been a good pay period. Keep doing what you're doing. And you can you'll be surprised how they are. Again, you're dealing with the emotions side of things because that's what it 
people quit managers, they don't quit companies. And that's very important. Yes. Okay. And the manager has the ability to, to do it. And every time somebody leaves, it's the first question I ask. I, I go to I go to Jane and who's my wife and I say, what did I do different? What did I do wrong? What 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 did what did we do wrong with this employee? And I'll go to other people and say, what did we do wrong? What what did could we have done different at management? And they'll tell us. They said, no, this isn't you. Don't even go there. This is what's going on in their lives. And they usually knew. And they would say, this is why that's happening. You know, it doesn't. It, it helps a little bit, but you learn from that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that is amazing. I appreciate so much of what you said. There's there's so much goodness there. I think that the show notes for this this episode are going to be really comprehensive. I'll make sure that that we we include your list in the show yeah. notes. But unfortunately, we need to wrap up. So our our time is up. So it's it's time to land this plane. So thank you so much. That was an amazing conversation, and uh, we should get together for a cup of coffee and, and keep talking. I want to thank the people for listening. Thank you all for listening. Please subscribe, comment, share, and connect with me on LinkedIn. We will catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Management Development Unlocked. Want more? Get a ton of insider tips and tools at GerardTrainingSolutions.com. 